Welcome to the podcast and the church said. This podcast discusses faith, mental health, church, and culture from a Christian counseling perspective. I am Dr. Monique Smith Gadsden, and I am your host for this podcast. Consider me your church counselor and consultant who is discipling the body and the members in mental, emotional, relational, and spiritual health. I am trained in both psychology and theology, equipped and equipping for the work of the ministry. Although I am a licensed clinician, this podcast is not intended to serve as therapy. We strongly encourage you to seek out your own personal relationship with a professional therapist. This applies also to our special guests who have opinions and professional insights and expertise of their own. Their contribution is also not to be regarded as therapy. Our aim here is to hold conversation around these important topics regarding the church and mental health. So thank you for joining us for this episode. Hello, everyone. So glad to have you join us on today. Thank you to you who continue to listen, follow, and subscribe to this podcast. Thank you for sharing it with others. And I really hope that you will continue to do that. I'm so, so very grateful to you all for your support. I am still tickled pink to think about the fact that there are some who listen to this podcast that are not even in my country. So I have international listeners and that is so exciting to even consider. So thank you all so very much for however it is you are finding the podcast and your continued listenership to it. I'm so just deeply humbled. I'm grateful. Um, Kind of in the words of what I'll talk about today, um, in my humble condition, I am just I don't know. I'm just without words. I am without words. I'm grateful. Those are the words. I'm grateful that even in my humble condition, there are those who choose to listen and to continue to listen and support the podcast. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so very much to those of you who are supporters. All righty. So today we're going to continue to discuss a bit further in the devotional, in the devotional, try that again, okay, Reflections on the Life of Mary. So this episode, I will entitle Mary and Elizabeth, Spiritual Companions. Last week, we left off with Mary surrendering after she had processed all that Gabriel had said, and when he invited her to consider her relative, Elizabeth. At that point, Gabriel had departed from Mary after she declared, well, may it be done according to your words, Gabriel. So we're going to read Luke 1, 39 through 45 to see now what did Mary do at this point. In those days, Mary set out and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judah where she entered Zechariah's house and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped inside her, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Then she exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, 
and your child will be blessed. How could this happen to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For you see, when the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby leaped for joy inside me. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill what he has spoken to her. So what did Mary do after Gabriel left her? When Gabriel left, she left and she hurried to go and visit Elizabeth. So after Gabriel reminded her that Elizabeth is also carrying a miracle baby, Mary went to visit Elizabeth. I feel like Mary needed to be near Elizabeth because Elizabeth could testify to the faithfulness and the miracle working power of God in her life. There is a comfort and a companionship that we find being near people whose lived experiences can encourage, equip, and educate us. It can feel isolating and anxious and lonely when we do not have a spiritual companion to walk with us during times that can be exciting and terrifying in our lives um, because we can experience both of these at the same time. We really can, okay? We should hurry and go be with that someone the Lord brings to mind. We need spiritual mentors and companions along our life's journey. We need to forge those relationships and allow them to not only bless us, but also to be a blessing to them. Elizabeth says she was filled with the Holy Spirit when Mary greeted her. Elizabeth pronounced a blessing on Mary. She told Mary, the mother of my Lord, note that she didn't um, address her as her relative. She said, the mother of my Lord came to me. She had her, her own, how can this be moment? Because Elizabeth told Mary, my baby is leaping for joy inside of me. How can this be that the mother of my Lord has come to me? She was honored that Mary visited her. She also told Mary that she was blessed, that Mary was blessed, because Mary had chosen to believe that the Lord would fulfill what he has spoken to her. Now, sometimes we might not seek out spiritual mentors because we might feel inadequate in their presence. However, people of faith are able to see the blessings in us and on us and will affirm those to us. It is a blessing to spiritual mentors to be able to walk alongside others and watch them grow and mature in the things of God. So for example, when an older woman watches a younger woman become a wife and a mother after she has shared words of wisdom, 
um, a young adult who advises college students on how to live for Jesus in a difficult and highly tempting environment like college. Or like a president of a company who is sharing with interns on how to do business with integrity. What a blessing it is to be able to share with others and be invited to watch their lives unfold. Spiritual mentors are blessed as they pronounce blessings upon their spiritual mentees. It can be hard to hold on to a promise that has been given to us by the Lord, especially when seemingly insurmountable obstacles are before us. That's why it is vital for us to have in our lives the ones we consider for their faithfulness and their testimonies. We need others to encourage and accompany us as we declare and maintain our belief that the Lord will do just what he said to us. We are, like Mary, blessed believers when we do so. So after Mary had listened to Elizabeth, she ponders and reflects and responds in praise. Luke 1, 46 through 48 reads, and Mary said, my soul praises the greatness of the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my savior, because he has looked with favor on the humble conditions of his servant. Now, there are more verses where Mary continues on in praise, but I just grabbed this part because this part was such a blessing to me. But all the way through verses um, 55, Mary is singing a song of praise. So definitely read it in its entirety. But right here, um, we recognize it has been so beneficial for Mary to be in the presence of Elizabeth. She is overjoyed at the blessings that were bestowed upon her by Elizabeth. And she then reflects on the goodness of God in her life, acknowledging her humble conditions. She cannot help but to burst into praise because despite her humble condition, God has favored and chosen her. And so I hope that during this time of the year, this season of Advent, we will reflect on how God has favored us in spite of our conditions. Sometimes it is so easy to become consumed with our inadequacies and our insecurities, our humble conditions. And so I pray we will all reflect on how the Lord has been with us. I pray that we reflect on our humble conditions. You know, I am one that believes in creating the space to focus on those insecurities and those inadequacies so that we'll know what it is that we need to bring to the Lord being reminded that he is with us even in those moments. So I pray that we reflect on those humble conditions. 
especially the ones we feel would keep us from being used by God. I pray that we remember his favor, his choosing us. I pray that you will break forth in praise like Mary. And you know, you can go ahead and take a moment right now and name where God has favored you. And you should give him praise for those areas. Yeah. Well, Luke 1.56 informs us that Mary stayed with Elizabeth for about three months and then she returned home. Can you imagine what they talked about during that time? I imagine Mary was a help to Elizabeth who was up in age, remember, and far along in her pregnancy. I can imagine Elizabeth giving Mary advice. I imagine them encouraging one another. And then I imagine them being so close and cordial to one another to stay together for three months. I imagine that their relationship had to deepen and become more intimate during this time. And this is how relationships develop and grow. We do the hard work of loving and being loved. We are vulnerable and are safe for others to be vulnerable also. We say hard truths out of love and we receive hard truths because we are loved. We communicate our ups and downs, our needs, our hurts, our joys, and we listen to others and their ups and downs, their needs, their hurts, their joys. I hope we really take time to cultivate deep and meaningful relationships. I hope we consider what it takes to develop these types of relationships. The work it requires to make relationships safe for all involved. What does it take for people to want to stay? And what does it take for us to stay? Right, there's a lot of work we have to do with intrapersonal relationship as well, that relationship we have with ourselves. But this is the cornerstone of church, relationships. The church is a body of interdependent parts, the many members. And we should be saying and recognizing that we need all the members of the body, even the ones of humble conditions or with humble conditions. We are to be brothers and sisters, mothers and fathers. In order to cultivate an atmosphere of spiritual companionship, to be as spiritual mentors one to another, we have to be able to do the work for people to stay in close proximity. Spiritual companions must be built upon healthy 
relationships. If there are no emotional healthy relationships, there are no healthy spiritual companionships. Just, there's not. Because people need space to ask questions. People need to feel safe and not be rebuked for asking questions. People need to be allowed to express their emotions. People need to feel safe enough to be vulnerable to express their emotions. People need to hear the faithfulness of God in the lives of others. And people need to pronounce blessings upon those who need encouragement and direction in their spiritual lives. People need to develop healthy relationships and stay with people through thick and thin. And people need to do their own individual emotional work to be safe and healthy members. People need to do their own individual emotional work to be safe and healthy members. I said that twice intentionally. So may we be the type of people that others hurry to visit and may we be kind and welcoming enough for them to stay. And may we recognize when it is time for them to leave, we will not take it personally or guilt or shame them for leaving. There's a lot that can be said about that, but that's a totally different conversation. But may we create spaces, especially in our churches, where people will want to hurry to visit and stay. Until next time, let anyone who has ears to hear listen to what the Spirit says to the churches. After you have heard my call, what will be your response? And the church said.